This is a Mortarbox Media Podcast. For more podcasts and to learn how we can help you create your own, visit mortarboxmedia.com. Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should. I'm looking forward to today's episode. We're drinking a uh, bourbon today, and it's a very special, very lauded bourbon called 1792 Full Proof. Uh, We'll get into what it's about and and what goes into it and why it's so special uh, on the uh, awards in a little bit. But first, I wanted to talk about a little bit of business. Um, I always try to talk about one way you can support us. Uh, and another way you could support us this week is uh, on Patreon. Um, we have a Patreon website. It's patreon.com slash chillfiltered. Uh, one way you can uh, really support us, and one of the most important ways you can support us, is basically buying us a drink and buying um, the future uh, episodes of Chill Filtered through um, some good booze. And, and we'll figure out some other ways. We're, we're actually planning... Now that we've kind of restructured um, Chill Filtered, we're planning on being able to send out really great things for our listeners and uh, like like swag and stuff like that. Um, but you can even support us as much as $1 a month on uh, Patreon. Uh, and some people, you know, go up to a lot more than that. So we're grateful for those Patreon people, as I always say. I think that's enough business. Let's get to the podcast. Robbie, how is your week? How are you doing? How's everything? Hey, Cole. I'm doing really well. Hey, quick question for you, Cole. Speaking yeah. of Patreon, are you a mm-hmm. Patreon donor? I am not. You are not. But I know you are. I am. <laughs> yes. It's funny because this week Chelsea goes, "So are you? Are we still donating on the to Chill Filter on Patreon?" I'm like, "Yes, we are." Um, nice. So that makes me the only hosting Patreon member. That is true. I'm in elite status right now. I couldn't imagine a higher status. Oh wow! Well, it might be the guy that does all the research and buys all the whiskey that might be a little bit higher but hey you buy a good amount of whiskey I, yeah, yeah not no not and you do research on whiskey world news okay hey you flatter me but anyway <laughs> uh no it's been a good week um kind of funny this week uh this last weekend chelsea had like a company party kind of a thing like just some of the her closer people that she works with at work that um yeah come over for a party she said to uh, one of the guys a real nice guy named brad um hey you uh, you want to bring some whiskey or something like that? That, that or he offered. And yeah. he's like, yeah, for sure. Now, at this party, I was really the only person who's like super into whiskey. Does this uh-huh. scenario sound familiar, Cole? This sounds very familiar. Very familiar. This sounds this, like, this, oh, is it two weeks ago? Yeah, that was the, two weeks ago, which whiskey would you choose? Now, guess what? And I didn't even talk to the guy. And he's downloaded the podcast, but he hasn't listened to it yet. Uh-huh. Guess what whiskey he brought? Did he bring four roses? He brought four roses. Yes. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of like like very much in support of you. It's a it's an omen. It's a sign. Yeah. Like, like seriously. Yeah. So anyway, I probably should have waited to bring that up to the whiskey world or whiskey. Which whiskey would you choose? Segment. But no, I, I had that's great. I had to share that right now. So um, yeah. No, it's been a good week. Chelsea had some friends over last weekend. We you know gotta tend the bar a little bit for him, make some cocktails, and hang out. So that was nice. fun. And moose. Uh, the big old dog is finally How's like feeling better, 
and he's, oh, he's a little, little bit of a puppy in him now. He's a little destructive. Uh, he mm-hmm. he likes to eat the girls' play kitchen toys, which I'm like, oh, no. yeah, I'm like, you know, but it's it's play kitchen. Like it looks like a tomato, um, so <laughs> he likes munching yeah. on those things. Uh, and it's the cutest thing ever. You're gonna love it when you're here. He is like a cat. He loves laser pointers. And so, like, uh-huh. on nights where, like, we're too tired, we can't get out for a walk, we just sit on the couch and point the laser uh, out the window, and he's just chasing it like crazy. So cute. Yeah, he's just, he's so funny, man. So it's been a good time. And I saw pictures of the twins uh, using Moose as a pillow Dude. on Instagram. Yeah. they uh, Finley especially, like, Moose, like, she's, con- like, we can't keep any hand towels like clean because oh. she's constantly putting him on moose like putting him to bed and like here moose oh. bed yeah so it's pretty cute but yeah no nothing too you know, it's been a good week nothing too crazy or anything like that you know looking forward to drinking some whiskey with you and talking I've actually uh, trying like late New Year's resolution kind of like you know what? like I'm gonna slow down my alcohol consumption so my goal especially not like football is kind of over for me like um, I'm, my goal is to just mostly drink. Like for the podcast recording, and if not, like you know, if, we'll, if we Chelsea and I go out for dinner or something like that, you know, so yeah, yeah. so no, I feel that. So I, I'm ex- I haven't had my typical amount of drinks this week, which I usually look forward to. And so, like this, I'm super looking forward to drinking this one today. So yeah, yeah. how are you, how's your week been, Cole? It's been good. I um, no, I totally get that uh, about like drinking too much. I some weeks I'll drink like every other day. And then some weeks I'll just be like, you know what? I'll just I'll just wait until um, you know when we record. Yeah, it's 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 not like I'm like regretting it. Sometimes it just I think it's a good thing. I think uh, if I didn't have this feeling of like, nah, I just don't need to overdo it this week, then it would probably lead me down like probably like drinking just every day. And and I'm not like 100 percent against drinking every day, mm-hmm. especially if it's just a small amount. Um, but I think. I shouldn't be doing that. Um, you know, I'm almost almost the big three zero. Oh yeah, getting um, up there, cool. Getting up there, <laughs> and um, I don't know. There's just something. I don't know. It's a good thing. But I, I will say for um, for me, it's more like a mm. like if I have a drink, it's much easier to be like, oh well, now I'll just make some nachos. You know, so like health wise, I'm like, yeah, tone Whoa. it back a little bit. It's like it, I don't know. It's just a, I think finding a personal balance and what you feel good with. I think that's kind of what's key, you know. I could see the uh, children's book right now. It says, when you give a Robbie a bourbon, he'll want some nachos. And when he wants some nachos, he'll want some queso. Now, here's the problem. So the girls are potty training. And then, like, so we have this Mm. big thing of Skittles. And so every time they go pee in the potty, they get a Skittle. And so, Yeah. yeah, you give Robbie a bourbon, then he wants nachos. And then he wants Skittles. And then, like, once that one sugary treat hits my lips, it's so good, I can't stop. So that's, that's sugar. Yeah, I'm not dude. addicted to alcohol. I'm addicted to candy. Like it's horrible. It's a gateway drug, oh, man. It totally is. That's, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's funny. You pop, you, one bourbon and you're popping Skittles, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So, so I, I bought tickets this week. Yeah. I, I think I mentioned it last week on the podcast that I was considering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the last two weeks probably yeah. even. I was considering going to been, Boise. You've been agonizing over this. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like so much. It was just a matter of money because I'm I'm making side money with my jewelry now. 
Um, and I was like, do I want to spend this? You know, it was, it wasn't even that expensive altogether, but I was like, do I want to spend this on this or, and I had to balance it with what Heather, you know, cause she wasn't able to join. Yeah. I'm like, would she be super hurt? And I kind of felt that out a little uh, bit. And she's like, no, I would really want you to have fun with your good. PTO this year. So she was cool with it. Um, and then I was just like, yep, I'm good. Let's just spend it. Yeah. And so I, I that was like Monday or Tuesday morning. And, um, and then I just found out today that you guys are making your way. Your wife, uh, Chelsea, she is um, mm-hmm. has some like work conference yeah, down she in had a Phoenix. Conference down there in was it Scottsdale. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So she'll be in Scottsdale. So we'll get to see you guys in May. So I'm stoked. Yeah, a second. Like, I don't know if my my posts on the group me of our of our connected uh, couples group me. Uh, showed how excited I was, but I am super excited. I haven't really got too much of a chance to even look at it yet, so I, I'll okay. let you know when I. I'll, I'll let you know if you're over exuberant or not, so or okay, under exuberant. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I. Uh, it's been a busy week at work. Um, I kind of look forward to somewhat of a light at the end of the mm-hmm. tunnel. It's not like super overwhelming, um, but I feel like. I'm in this like go 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 mode, yeah. and I look forward to it chilling out a little bit. But it's not terrible. Yeah, that's good. Um, and then jewelry's been good. Okay, um, I've I noticed you put studio. a couple new things up. Yeah, that's the new options. Some very yeah, artistic, uh, lovely photos of them. Yeah, my sister's really good. I send oh, them. I sister. literally ship them up to uh, Colorado yeah. so that my sister can take photos. Oh, she's of them, good. She's an amazing inventory photographer. There you go. Yeah. And then, well, I got a uh, stroller. Been nice I got a because, couple strollers we're trying to sell. I'll just ship them to her and see if she can take some pictures. Yeah, <laughs> inventory photos, baby. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's been it's been a good week. I am studying mm-hmm. well, which is like huge for me. Yeah, um, I hate to like bring that up, but I'm an actuary, so I like have to think my life revolves. I mean, my trip to you guys is the week after my exam. Yeah. I can't do anything until I'm done this exam. So I think a lot, and it's perfect because it's your spring break because yeah, you're awesome. a teacher. Yeah. So, but anyway, I'm excited for the future. Um, I have a lot of um, history today, so I guess we better get into it. But is there anything else you wanted to talk about before uh, we get into the the bottle no, and the like, distillery? I guess and stuff? just on the topic of you know get to see you coming up here and us going there. I'm just excited to yeah. kind of record in the same room and yeah. have Adam tell us what we got to do to make sure doesn't sound horrible <laughs> i'm so excited we'll have to start planning out which bottles we're gonna do oh, or yeah. maybe we'll do some new ones or figure it out while we go i've got huh? some ideas of what we can do those, those weeks and perfect we'll, so we'll have to well you know it's funny i was even thinking this week like there's only a couple like i'm the worst at texting people back or emailing people back like mm-hmm. we're i'm busy with like working the kids so, like i'll look at something and i'm just like oh yeah blah 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 and think of it in my head but not send the text but you and my wife are probably the two people that get instantaneous responses because i'm like i gotta take care of it so i'll text you this week and then uh we'll, we'll we'll kind of figure out start planning out those trips that'll be kind of fun yeah yeah all right cool lay some uh lay some history on me let's throw down but before we do let's take a quick break Well, hello there, everyone. It's me, your friendly, friendly former host, Adam Rosted here, checking in with another Mortarbox Media podcast that you should know about. 
I happen to host a podcast called Madison Story Slam, where we have people come and tell true stories based on themes. Usually the stories end up being pretty funny. Sometimes they're serious, sometimes they're sad, but they are always great. We believe in building community through storytelling, and one of the ways that we do that is through our live events. We've been putting on our live events and our podcast for just over five years. And in fact, you can help us celebrate that five-year mark if you happen to live in or near Madison, Wisconsin. On February 15th, that's Saturday, February 15th, in Madison, Wisconsin, at the Wilmar Neighborhood Center, we are throwing our five-year birthday bash, and we are so excited to do it. We've got tons of great storytellers already lined up to tell stories. We're going to have food. We've got beer from one of our local breweries available and so much more. If you can't make it, be sure to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash madisonstoryslam because we will do a live stream there on the night of Saturday, February 15th. Come check us out, listen to a podcast, and if you can make it, come see us for our five-year anniversary on February 15th. All right, we're back from break. Uh, today's episode uh, is revolving around a certain bottle sitting right in front of me, and that is called uh, 1792 Full Proof. So I'll get into the history a little bit. First, I wanted to talk about the Barton Distillery slash the city that it's made in, um, or that you know that distillery is located in. Um, so yeah, Bardstown or Barton Distillery, also known as Barton 1792 distillery is located in bardstown kentucky which is in nelson county Uh, this distillery was established in 1879 at least according to their website Uh, i thought i'd do a little more research uh, into actual like bardstown uh, because bardstown is like a big epicenter not epicenter epicenter sounds like it all began there Uh, it is a good center i guess just of bourbon Uh, we got the three out of the uh, big 13 distilleries are there uh, and the big three, I'll get to them in a bit, but, um, yeah, anyway, I found this article on the whiskeywash.com and which is also a really like great whiskey history website. It's got a bunch, it's got reviews and everything, uh, but it's got great history and like actually like some great writers, including Nino Marchetti, uh, Chuck Cowdery, <laughs> and the one who wrote this article, Steve Coombs. Um, and this article is called, why is Bardstown the capital or the Bourbon Capital of the World by Steve Coombs. Great article. I'm not quoting it in any way, but I suggest people look into it because it's really, really interesting. Apparently, um, there's people in cities that are fighting for the title for their city of, um, you know, the Bourbon Capital of the World. But I do believe it would be in Bardstown. Um, Bardstown has three of the Big 13. And I mentioned the Big 13 in plenty of episodes, so I'm not going to go through all of them. But the three that are in Bardstown are Willett, Heaven Hill and Barton 1792. And I looked into it. I'm like, why? And they've been around for a long time. And then there's been distilling on that site or on that, in that city for hundreds of years. Um, but why is it such a good spot? I think, um, and what I looked into is that it apparently has some limestone water oh, springs. Okay. And that's probably the biggest reason because back in the day, you know, you're either getting your water from rivers mm-hmm. or springs, or if you're near the ocean, you don't want to deal with that saltiness. Oh, um, gross. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Could you imagine salty whiskey? It would be like uh, Lafroy or something well, it's like that. It's kind of like the pickleback thing, isn't it? 
Oh, you know picklebacks? It might be. It might be okay then yeah. if it's salty. That's true. I've never done one of those, but Heather said one of her first experiences with drinking involved picklebacks. I've never done one And either. she said it was a rough night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, apparently... Oh, so yeah, in nearby counties to Bardstown, not all the natural spring water tasted like, you know, pure uh, spring water that you'd get in your nice Evian bottle or whatever. Uh, apparently a lot of it tasted salty. Um, and so salty, in fact, that certain areas of, of Kentucky were known for their cured meats that used the salt that was got or that was retrieved or, you know, taken from the spring water, uh, which wasn't, you know, this pure water. But Bardstown was known for their limestone spring water. Okay. And Kentuckians are like super proud of limestone water. Um, <laughs> in fact... I did a tour of Buffalo Trace in 2016, mm-hmm. and I was lucky enough to have the bourbon legend Freddie Johnson as my tour guide. And I remember asking him at one point, I'm like, is Kentucky like limestone water all it's cracked up to be? And he like, he like didn't laugh. <laughs> he didn't like flinch or anything. He like looked at me and he's like, yeah, there's no water like this on the earth. And, you know, a good tour guide for sure. But... um yeah, they're very proud of that so, water. And so limestone, so go ahead. Did you drink some, like, tell me, like, did you, I assume you drank some of their limestone water. Um, did, could you tell? I, think, I don't know. I never thought I did. I mean, I, may, I don't know if I went after it. Maybe I should have just put my face in the Kentucky River on the border <laughs> of the uh, Buffalo Trace Distillery. Um, but I'll have to try that or put it in the spring. See so what you got to do, though. Um, what you got to do, though, is you got to bring, like, uh-huh. a bottle of water, like, not a bottle, like a jar of water from your house and mm-hmm. then get some water down there and do a side-by-side comparison dude i'll tell you that water's got to be better than phoenix water because this water tastes like pond water oh shout out like, phoenix just Chamber from the Converse. tap yeah <laughs> anyway i mean it's i mean like i've lived in good good water towns yeah. like colorado springs it kind of makes sense it's like filtrated almost like snow water mm-hmm. Um, really good water, but, um, Phoenix is not that good. Well, it's funny because I remember like when I was a kid, we would visit my family in, uh, Scott's Bluff and Gearing, Nebraska, and I loved mm-hmm. their tap water. Like, for, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Water is different. It is. You wouldn't it's super different. I mean, ask Flint, I guess. Yeah. There's a big, <laughs> but yeah, water is different. You get different things going on with it. So I, yeah, now exactly. that's kind of like, I think that's just, I put that on my bucket list to like drink some Kentucky water. Yeah, do it. And actually, there are, um, you know how there's like uh, people sell New York water so you can like make pizza oh, with it yeah. or something like mm-hmm. that? They actually sell Kentucky water to be mixed with your bourbon. Oh. Um, it's it's interesting. I think it's a str- strong yeah. gimmick. Um, but the fact is, in, in doing my research, is that limestone water is known to like neutralize and filtrate uh, iron out of water. Oh, okay. And, uh, and that's like, in fact, that is what Freddie Johnson also mentioned. He said, you know, it takes out the iron. And so I thought about it and I was like, apparently iron, and I looked into it and apparently iron can have a big impact on flavor, but it will also turn your whiskey black. Uh, and that was according uh. to another whiskey wash article by Maggie Kimbrell, um, called limestone filtered water, a key bourbon ingredient. Um, but anyways, I think uh, springs were good uh, in Bardstown, and that's why Bardstown is truly the bourbon capital okay. of the world. Some people would say Louisville, or not many people would say Frankfurt, even though they have like you know the Buffalo Trace, and then 
Woodford Reserve is not too far from there. Um, but I think really the the big uh, central kind of idea of you know bourbon and and like a, a hub, mm-hmm. probably the biggest hub would be Bardstown. Okay. Um, yep. And so uh, Barton seventeen ninety two Distillery owns the land on what's called Morton Spring. Uh, and it's not like the city that there's actually a spring called Morton Spring there, and so they own that land. Um, and it was known for years as the Thomas Moore Distillery, which was owned, lost, and then reacquired at one <laughs> point by a guy named Thomas Moore. Um, in 2009, Sazerac bought out the distillery and renamed it the Barton 1792 Distillery, mm-hmm. uh, which it was once called uh, right after Prohibition when Thomas Moore sold it. He was pretty old at that point, so he sold it and it became... The Barton 1792, and then it became Thomas Moore again, but now it's the Barton 1792 okay. distillery. Oh. Uh, the bottle we're drinking today, as I mentioned, is 1792 Full Proof. It is one of 1792's special releases, uh, as opposed to their you know standard Ridgemont Reserve. It's also known as their small batch. Um, similar to uh, their other special uh, releases like Sweet Wheat, uh, Single Barrel, Port Finished, Aged 12 years, uh, they're high rye, and then they're bottled in bond. So that's a good amount. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, including what we're drinking today. So the question is, it's called full proof. Is it barrel proof? Mm. Uh, no, it is not. Oh. It is um, It is bottled at the same proof it entered the barrel at, which oh, is kind of cool. That's cool. Um, but the release is always 125 proof. And normally barrels will, um, you know, up the proof mm-hmm. from that 125 so they're just cutting it right back to where it was um and then the first release was in 2016 and i remember seeing it on the shelf for the first time it's about eight or nine years old uh, according to their website they skipped the usual method of chill filtration uh, quote and instead was only passed through a plate and frame filter this allowed the bourbon to maintain the proof it was originally put into barrel with, unquote. Uh, it is somewhat hard to find, but now it's crazy hard to find. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Murray's 2020 Whiskey Bible gave this the, the title of World Whiskey of the Year. Okay. Uh, yeah. He quoted in his, and the fun thing, if you ever read Jim Murray's Whiskey Bible, he sometimes, especially on like the, the better ones, um, he gives uh, notes and sometimes they're really funny and sometimes they're just like poetic in a way. And the notes he put with this one, part of the notes, it wasn't all of it. I'm quoting from his whiskey Bible. It says, you can, you can only sit eyes closed in awe. This is a delivery of perfection, oh, intense, man. seemingly no prisoners. Yet actually you find it has the grace to allow every character to make a speech of great erudition Ultimately, the, a discourse of how many or of how so many facets can be singular, yet together make for such glorious integration. Um, Man, have you ever had this one, Robbie? No, I haven't. But I wish you wouldn't have read that because I'm pretty sure that's the exact notes I would have gotten word for word. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. Well, <laughs> no. The no. I've never. Well, I, uh, I've never had the foolproof. Um, it's funny though. This last week in Chelsea, and I went. We had a little date, and we went to a Mexican restaurant. 
and they had a bottle of this on the shelf. Oh, no way. Yeah. And uh, I was like, hey, if we weren't doing it this weekend, or this, you know, we weren't recording this next week, I would I would have had to grab some. But anyway, went with some Mezcal instead, because that goes better. Which nice. probably goes better with yeah. spicy food. So but, so fitting, yeah. Yeah, no, the only uh, Jim Murray I've had that I can recall being uh, Whiskey of the Year was when you got me, or actually I bought it a couple times, because it was a cheap price and easy to find. It was the uh, Northern Harvest rye yeah crown royal. yeah the crown royal yeah. yeah so no i haven't had this i'm yeah, super excited i think the last uh 1792 i had was you brought the bond right bottled and bond this last summer right i think so yeah that sounds about right it was the last one i had that was good so have you have you had um um uh, colonel taylor four grain um i, th- I think, think i've shared i that think you me. have yeah that one's also a Jim Murray World Whiskey of the Year. Okay, so I've had th- this will be my third one that I've had then. Yeah, I think it is. Crap, it might have been runner up. Uh, I'll think about it later. But anyway, All total right. wine price thirty nine ninety nine. Secondary price, I typically see eighty to a hundred. Um, so that's what I got. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we pop this thing open? Right. I'll give it the cork pop. Well, yeah. I feel like we haven't had a good cork pop in a while. We didn't last week. Here goes. Nice and mm. nice and uh, hollow. Yeah. Dunk. How full is your bottle? Uh, it's pretty low actually. I got the I opened this not too long ago, but I also shared some of this with um, bourbon charity people, and so it went down a good amount. But you know, worth it yeah. for sure. Um, what and what was the proof on this? You said one twenty five. That's correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it smells hot. Yeah. I um I'm pouring into both glasses. I poured a lot into the first one. I'm like, oh yeah, I should probably save some for the second one. Maybe I'll use it um with use bigger piece of ice with a larger pour or something like that. What are you thinking on the nose? Um, it's I think it's taking a little while to develop. It's definitely hot, so I'm getting I got a lot of alcohol the first couple of you know t- uh, sniffs at it. It's starting to clear up a little bit more now, you know, but. Um, is this weeded? Uh, not that I know, know of. Because to me, it kind of smells maybe like a like a wheat whisk, like a weeded whiskey a little bit. Yeah, I could see that. You know, the nose is not potent. It's not strong. I mean, the alcohol is a little strong, but it's not shooting notes to my nose yeah. you know what i mean it's not yeah there's nothing now hopefully yeah it's nothing like he was uh, describing jim murray was describing the taste of it like there's nothing yeah really using good. words like erudition yeah i'm not yeah i'm not pulling a lot out like yeah i'm not getting yeah. a lot out, out of it i mean it's definitely bourbon but mm-hmm. outside you know it's got a kind of slight vanilla slight cherry kind of thing going yeah yeah, it's oaky too on the nose. I can get that. Um, one thing about the color, it's I'd say it's darker than your average uh, amber, just a tiny bit. It makes sense. It's you know, uh, 125 proof means less water means less. I don't know uh, dilution of color. So any any did you go for a sip yet? I did. Yeah, I think I think I don't know. It, it's definitely hot. It's nice and hot, but it's not. Oh, I don't know. I think 
you know, sometimes when you drink a hot one, it's like, you, I mean, it's too much. I think this one is, mm-hmm. it's good. It's hot. So I think, I don't know, let me go, let me go for a second drink here. If you, I don't know if you're getting anything yet, but yeah. I mean, yeah. my palate's warmed up a little bit here. Mm-hmm. This is very spicy. Um, mm-hmm. That's one note I would give it. Um, very oaky spicy as well. Um, this is one of those bottles that I feel like if you put a piece of oak in your mouth, this is kind of what it would taste like. Um, the big notes of what you know you'd get from that is what I'm tasting here. Ooh. It's overly oaky to me. I could um, see that. Yeah, yeah. And and I had a theory, and remind me to bring up my theory once we're done with tasting and okay. and uh, rating. Um, <clears throat> but Ooh. I it's sweet on the finish, yeah. and the finish is good. Um, I think that's the best thing it's got going for it is the finish. I would agree. The finish is pretty awesome. Hmm. Um, but on the front of the palate, it's like spicy, woody. Um, not much like, ooh, but there's mm, there's almost a cooling um, on the finish. Like it's almost like a menthol cooling. Not yeah. doesn't taste like mint or menthol, but it's almost it's like, like, like numbing, you breathe in and like you're like numbs a little bit. Like I don't exactly. know if that's the, the proof it's at or what, but it's. I would say like the finish is the best part of it. Neat right now. I'm getting, you know, and like, so I held it in my mouth for a little bit and I'm like, I got, it started to get a little bitter on me, but mm. yeah, but I do like that proofage. I think, uh, it just, it's, it's a good heat, really good heat. Yeah. The first time I bought a bottle, I was in Boston and, um, it just came out, uh, the 2016 release, the first one. And I was with my sister and brother-in-law. It was Christmas time. And I remember trying it. To be honest, I remember not liking it. And Mm -hmm. it was... Well, no, it wasn't that I didn't like it. And I actually take that back. I legitimately didn't love it. That's for sure. I wouldn't say I didn't like it, actually. But it was dry. Very dry. Um I, I like sweeter, but the the front end of the palate here is like I would not call it sweet, but the finish is sweet, which is nice. Yeah. Definitely um, sweet on the finish. But I gave it to my brother in law, the bottle. I will say Which I'm, he was grateful for. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. I will say it uh I'm glad you're have you're not pulling a lot out 'cause tip uh, yeah, I'm not on the on the neat, not pulling a lot out f- like flavor wise. But mm-hmm. mouth feels awesome. The heat on it's awesome. Um, yeah you know it's just lingering on my palate as well like having taken a sip in the last couple minutes here and it, i still feel it there i think it's you know it's definitely one that you can just sit and sip and you could probably just have one pour for the night and it could last you an hour you know if you wanted yeah. to that's a good point um i just added a little water it smells a lot sweeter it does yeah and actually more notes all together with water uh Sugar, like uh, caramelized sugar, a little bit. Um, yeah, I can see that. Almost, I think maybe even like a brown sugar, maybe. Yeah, I could totally get behind that. Um, little bit of baking spices. Um, reminds me of like apple pie spices. Not too much nutmeg, but maybe a little bit. Um, I will say yeah. the water improved the nose for sure. Yeah. Oh, like a lot. Yeah. I mean, it really brought out stuff that wasn't there before. 
Yeah, I think definitely uh, like apple pie kind of spices. Not heavy though, just a subtle, a well-spiced apple pie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, subtle. Yeah, that's a good point. I just went for a sip. It's weird because <laughs> the flavor is better. I would say it's better on the front. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a tiny bit of bitterness uh, right in the middle of the palate, but then the finish turned into like apples for me, and that's one of my favorite notes. Um, so I was, I'm digging the water. Um, yeah, I'm, even if there was a little bitterness. Yeah, I can see the apples. I'm not, not quite there. It's still, I'm, I'm really excited to do it with this, some ice because I think. Mm-hmm. It is really hot still. And I like the I like the fact mm-hmm. that it's uh, got a little bit of that burn to it. It's a, a very satisfying kind of burn. You know, you know, you're drinking a foolproofed whiskey. You know, you're it's it's there. So that is nice. But I'm looking forward yeah. to see what this ice does to it. I'm not, you know, again, I, yeah. I'm not really pulling out a lot of s- significant things, which isn't unusual for me. I don't have the best palate, but um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. So far, I like water a little bit better than neat. That the 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 it definitely lingers on the palate a little bit as well. You know, that didn't kill that finish for sure. So it's yeah. still there, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna drop cube. Give it the old cube drop. I got a big chunk stuck together. Come on, come on. <laughs> Just grab another piece. It's like ah, uh, they're all stuck. Ah, uh, here we go. You ever watch like the original Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. Really? Does he get ice stuck together and has trouble breaking apart? <laughs> you would think by the way I got to this reference. <laughs> no, there's just the part where he like is calling the Predator to come get him, like because he's got this trap set up and come uh-huh. on, come on, get me, you know. With, but uh, gee, just, there's a. Go ahead. No, it's just when he <laughs> reminded me of that. There's this uh, YouTube video, and it's, like, all the times that Arnold Schwarzenegger has, like, screamed or grunted or, like, made noise. Yeah. And, um, or, like, just big noises that he's done, like, um, and one of my favorites, like, (laughs) I don't know what movie it was. All right. But it was probably an action movie. All right, tertiary digression here. Um, Yeah. You ever see the YouTube video where the lady, it's, like, some tv show like, reality series con- contest thing. oh no and she hits herself <laughs> with the, the grapes with the watermelon oh no oh the grape lady yeah no the grape lady too where she's <laughs> the newscaster <laughs> <laughs> it's to, it's like really hard to watch or listen to it's like <laughs> i must be a masochist because i could watch that over and over and it cracks me up every time <laughs> that's great uh, well, wait, so there was one where the water... I gotta look this up later. Yeah. Watermelon no, newscaster you, you were right. You were right about the lady falling out with the grapes. That's the one I was thinking of, but another great one. It's like some lady goes to like a water balloon launcher, but does like a watermelon, and it comes back and just hits her in the face. It's like, oh, it's really bad. I've totally seen it's that. Like, yeah. Like, could kill a person. I would think like, so. Speed. Yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's a good thing it broke because that probably took away some of the pressure. Yeah. Hopefully it was seedless, you know? I don't yeah, know. exactly. <laughs> uh, what She's you... not pulling out seeds three years later from her nose. Speaking of nose, right now the ice is on the nose, my favorite. I got a great transition. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I've been practicing all week on it. Um... <laughs> You're like, quick, now's the time to bring up. 
the uh, the watermelon thing so Cole can mention the word nose. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'm definitely starting to get a little bit of apples out now. Like I can actually tell like, okay, there's something there and it's it's definitely apples for me. Like uh, mm-hmm. like maybe a watered down apple juice a little bit. I don't know. Definitely apple-y for sure. Best pour yet, in my opinion. I mean, Ooh. in terms of ice water and meat. Ooh, yeah, it is good. Really smooth, um, like like uh, texture and, and mouthfeel yes. wise. I don't I don't mean that like taste wise. Mm-hmm. I hate using that word. <laughs> no, it's, it's so simple. It it is, but you know, I think. And but I, there I, are certain whiskeys that aren't smooth. Exactly, but I think too, like the more you drink whiskey, like you get to the point where it's like the definition of smooth is more like you can actually drink it. You know, is it kind of where people will mm-hmm. use it? Um, but I think that, you know, and it is a little more, um, primary or whatever. It's like entry level, I guess, of a way to talk about entry level. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. I will say like, it is also like for, from where this, you know, the first two pours were at, that's a great way to describe this because it's much more palatable. It's, you know, something that, you know, the first one I would say, man, you could, you could drink this for an hour. This one, you know two or three in an hour kind of a thing. Like it, it goes down yeah. easy. It's um, super sippable, but I think it definitely, um, yeah, it just took it to a different place for sure. Yeah. No, this is, this is uh and it's hard to do with a bourbon is to make a bourbon better with ice. And this I think is meant for ice as far as I've sipped. Yeah. And I will say the same, you know, the nice, the neat thing between all three, Mm-hmm. pours was uh that lingering palette that you know it the aftertaste there really just stays it lingers there for a while even on this one for me it's not as strong or yeah. potent but it's definitely it sits there for a while which is nice yeah yeah for sure yeah i like it i'm almost getting like that's a, good a buttery kind of taste almost not like i don't know maybe like like a like a sweet cream yeah something like that it's I get that. Yeah, this is this is very much improved my opinion on this bottle. And like I said, I've had it before and just didn't love it. When I was so, um, so before, so you bought it 2016, correct? That's the last time. That's you right, had it. the first time. Okay, and that mm-hmm. was pre-podcast, correct? That's right. Yeah. And so pre-podcast, you only did neat. That's right. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's that's good. so. I think that's one of the cool things. Like, um, just going through all three progressions. Like, you definitely in the beginning. I remember before you started the podcast, I'd be like, "I'm gonna," mm-hmm. I, I, you know, being novice, like I just drank everything on the rocks, and you're like, "Yeah, that's okay. Why don't you try it and eat first? See how that goes." You know. <laughs> so like you were like, definitely like, yeah, there were definitely a couple- like trying not to be the biggest snob yeah. in the world, but being the biggest snob in the world. Yeah. But I will say it's nice now towards like you, I think. You know, just listen to some of the, the you know, previous episodes where all of a sudden you're turning around mm-hmm. like, yeah, I like this. I like this with ice. You know, not with every pour, and it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely rare, but this is definitely great with ice. Yeah, and as as I've come to the kind of a decision with ice is try it first neat, try it second with water, try it third with ice, and choose your favorite after that. Absolutely. Yeah. But you can't unwater... You can't go ice neat or ice water neat. You got to start from neat. So. <laughs> That's a lesson in lesson in science. There you go, science. Yeah, science. And then we like 
show Bill Nye's face. Which brings us to our new segment, Whiskey Science. Ooh, that'd be fun. That would be if only hard. we had like time for four-hour podcasts. <laughs> Do like some Joe would, Rogan stuff. I would be out of the podcast at that point. Yeah, you'd be sleeping. I would. And it would just yeah. be straight cold, like talking about everything. <laughs> some <laughs> Getting really excited about science. So any idea? I'm thinking about it right now, but did any rating come to your mind? Yeah, you know, okay. So I have to say... I'm trying not to kind of be influenced by the whole whiskey of the year thing. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing it's the whiskey of the year, knowing that it's harder to get, it makes me appreciate it more. I think if it was, yeah. if you just poured this for me and gave it to me, I don't think I would rate it super high. So I'm going to kind of go try mm-hmm. to go with more of that kind of rating. I will say yeah. ice. Well, yeah, ice was probably my favorite. Well, yeah, I don't know. I'm back and forth between the ice and the water. So I'm, I, I'm not going to go super high on it. I think I'm just going to go mm-hmm. like a seven one seven two. Okay, yeah, it's good. good. I, I like it. I like it, um, but yeah, not super wild by it. But with ice, it was amazing. Yeah, no, that's cool. Uh, I will give this a probably the the highest like it I could give okay. before getting to a love it. I wouldn't say I love it, but I would say it's a very high like it. Uh, but I would give it a seven point. Seven five, um, okay. And why I give it that much is because I think last week we had um, the Burr Rye, mm-hmm. and I think I gave that a mid, like a seven point three or something like that. Yeah. And this is, I would say, the ice pour of this is better than anything that the Burr Rye was, even though the Burr Rye was good. Uh, so I wanted to rate it higher than the Burr Rye, um, but I want to give this, yeah, seven point seven five. Um, because that ice pour was delicious, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't eight status. Yeah, I feel like we haven't had an eight status. I feel in like a while. I probably went too low, and that have I, no, no. Don't change it. Don't change it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm gonna go low. No, <laughs> I'm gonna give it a six now. Cool. I'm disgusted Wait, by your review. No, where is it on your secondary scale? Did it make hubba what? Hubba what? Well, see, <laughs> but, but here's the thing. So like, as you were talking, I was like, you know what, like. I don't know. It is nice to go like when you can have a good iced kind of a pour, and that's a little more unique. And I will yeah. say, I probably forgot while making it like just the whole like palette, how it lingered across all three, which I've never seen. So it's definitely mm-hmm. unique. Uh, so I'm going to raise it to a 7 3 and give it a. Uh-huh. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah. No, that should be on the list. <laughs> So would would Hubba to what would that be on like top top tier? Uh, no, Hubba to what is I think it could go even it could be bottom tier. It's just I think the Burai I was pleasantly surprised by. Surprising, I got yeah. you. I like that. Maybe not a rating of like best, but rather a rating of what you felt you know, about it. Yeah. And that being said, maybe I should give it as a Hubba to what because I was surpri- pleasantly surprised by the lingering uh, palette on this one so yeah i don't know yeah for sure yeah i like that i will say um yeah. if you can get go if ahead. you can get this like msrp like it's a good it's a really good bottle but the fact that it's a little bit harder to get and you know i've you know i've seen some places go a little bit higher than 80 i think 80 would is kind of pushing it for what i would pay for this but it was good for sure it was definitely good yeah 
It's, but if you can find this at retail at like oh, forty bucks, yeah, buy and it. It's, I think it's, it's you know I think especially when you can have like you know the story of like this is Jim Murray's whiskey of the year. It's like that's always fun. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I really liked when Crown Royal um, Northern Harvest Rye was it because I was like mm-hmm. I could buy that for something like this one whiskey of the year, and they'd be like, what really? You know, so they kind of like yeah, yeah. So it's good, yeah. Good pour, Cole. No, Thank you good. very much. Yeah, yeah. this one's a the a Cole Seabald joint. Uh, at least a purchase. Um, so I think we'll wrap that up. I did, before I even forget, next week, uh, we're going to get into other segments of the show, but before I do that, next week, we are going to be drinking a what seems to be a gimmicky uh, whiskey. I haven't tried it yet, and I'm really looking forward to at least finding it out. Uh, Robbie and I have connected on a show... Uh, that we originally started watching as us and our wives. Um, it's called Peaky Blinders. Um, and it's a great show. Highly mm-hmm. recommended. Um, but it, there was a whiskey uh, by an Irish whiskey company called Sadler's uh, that put out a whiskey called not Peaky Blinders, but Peaky Blinder Whiskey. Oh. Um, so I don't know if they were avoiding a copyright infringement yeah. or something like Yeah. But they call it Peaky Blinder Whiskey. You can only buy it in the UK or order it from the UK. Um, or I don't know about it, if I can say UK because it's Irish. I don't know. Is Ireland in the UK? Yeah. I don't think it is. Yeah, United Kingdom. Is it? It's part of the United Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. totally. It's like England, totally. Ireland, Scotland is all the UK. Okay, cool. Right? Yeah. Who knows for how long? I don't know. And, and I could sure. even be wrong right there. Sorry. Yeah, but there's people out there that are like, no. It is not. And then we will trust you hey, people yeah. out there. You people tell us because so. that's not our expertise. Like, I'm not even an expert on whiskey, but I'm on the podcast. Hey, that's Cole's job. Hey, <laughs> I like you. You're an expert on friendship. Oh, man. And I love that's your, deep. I love good whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I bring. Um, no, that's good. Now we need that. Um, so, yeah, Sadler's Peaky Blinder. Irish whiskey will be our next episode, um, but I think it is a very special time of the podcast, and we're going to call it, uh, as we always call it, Whiskey World News. All right, cool. So this week... Uh just actually it was funny because right before we started recording i had a friend post this article and i thought it was kind of cool um so it comes from uh let's see kndo kndu nbc right now and it's just up the road for where i live uh out of pendleton oregon nice and uh in no way shape or form is this something that we've written or we want to take credit for but we're just going to go ahead and read the writings of ashley nefria and uh, if you want to find it, it's on NBC right now, and you can just kind of Google some of the keywords we have here. Um, but the title is, Pendleton Couple Finds Pre-Prohibition-Era Whiskey Bottles Hidden in Their Bed and Breakfast. Epic. All right, so Pendleton, Oregon. Two homeowners have found not one, but ten bottles of Prohibition-Era Whiskey inside their bed and breakfast. And it's not the first time. Tracy Bosin and Kevin Michael have owned the Pink House on Main Street in Pendleton for six years. This house is had five owners now and you would think anyone there is to find would have already been found said bosen but it still has treasures to be found i'm sure originally built in 1917 by lowell and minnie rogers the home is eclectic quirky and historical michael said everything was pink 
with Miss Rogers. I've never seen a home like this. There is not one home like this in Pendleton. It's just so grand in here. All of this is original, Michael said. Back in 2016, the couple stumbled across their first find while doing some renovating in one of their bedrooms. They stumbled across three bottles of whiskey hidden in the wall with newspapers wrapped around them dating back to 1930. It was done with wow. purpose. It wasn't like was something that was done really quickly, explained Belzen, but there was a reason they had put them in there. I suspect it was a time capsule for the original owners. Last week, the couple discovered ten more different whiskey bottles in a burlap sack hidden under tiles what? in the attic. John Harp, a construction worker in the home, said it was like finding treasure. I pulled up the sack, heard clinking, and yelled to Tracy, You better get up here. I think I found something, Harp said. There were ten pint-sized bottles of 100-proof Comet whiskey divided by old newspaper. The labels on the bottle say it was made in Kentucky back in 1913 and bottled in 1918. Wow. The owners believe it was placed on purpose. It doesn't seem likely that you would forget to have stuck 10 bottles of whiskey just either prior or during or beginning of Prohibition, said Belzen. It seems odd that you would forget that, but you know, stranger things have happened. It does make you wonder what else might be in here, Michael said. As for the bottles of whiskey, the two plan to open one of the bottles on July 4th, which would be the anniversary of Mr. Rogers' death. They plan on cheer to plan to cheers the Rogers family, but the other bottles they want to save and leave inside the home as memorabilia. So, Cole, question for you. Yeah. If you were to hide some bottles of whiskey in your house to kind of save as a time capsule, what bottles of whiskey are you hiding? That's a great question. I like that. Um, I, you know, I think that's like crazy, like mm-hmm. epic, you know, and I've told yeah. you about like, and I've mentioned on the podcast before that I have a friend whose family found pre-prohibition, um, Old or what is it? Uh, Rittenhouse? Mm-hmm. No, it was a Rittenhouse. It was old um, Overholt. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I'm still dying. Yeah. To get that bottle, and I thought about that yesterday. I was like, I want that bottle. But anyway, <laughs> um, I think that's so cool. That would be the epicest find ever. Yeah. I wish I had a house that was as old as Prohibition. It was funny because I, um, I was reading the comments on mm-hmm. it, and some guys like reads article, tears up floor, finds nothing. <laughs> realize this house was built in 2011 so i'm like <laughs> but yeah no, that's crazy. it would be amazing just to kind of tear it up and find something like that wouldn't it seriously so i'm thinking what would i hide something like that i love for sure um i would say um maybe like maybe two different kinds of bottles i'd probably drop down an eagle rare because mm-hmm. i just i love me some eagle rare yep um, the ten year, and then probably throw down something like scotch or um, like Japanese or something. Maybe I'd do like a Yamazaki twelve, mm-hmm. um, partly because it's got a screw screw cap, um, and that'll probably not disintegrate like a cork typically does yeah. that old. Um, so I think I'll go with that. Two different kinds of whiskey. I'll go Eagle Rare and Yamazaki twelve. Nice. What about you? Um, so originally, I I kind of went. I went. I definitely gonna throw down some Eagle Rare, um, and mostly because it's kind of you know it's harder to find Eagle Rare now. There's times where I go mm-hmm. to the liquor store and it's just not on the shelf, kind of thing. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I can you know if trend continues, it's just gonna be kind of a harder one to find. And I could see someone you know opening it up and being like, oh my gosh, like this is so hard to get now, you know. Um, so it kind of has some little significance to it, you know. Uh, and I think I'd also have to do something more regional, um, just to yeah. kind of you know the 
history of the area kind of a thing, kind of encapsulate That's the time. So uh, one, I think one of my favorite uh, Northwest bourbons is uh, Trails End. I think that's out of Bend, uh-huh. Bend, Oregon. So I'd probably do that or nice. uh, two bar uh, bourbon out of uh, Seattle. So I think those would kind of be the nice. ones I'd throw in there. So that's a good one. Yeah, but could you I imagine? Like could you imagine pulling those bottles? So the reason I read wanted to read that too, Cole, because we've been talking about you coming up here. Maybe we try to get some contact here. Head to Pendleton. It's not too far of a drive from Boise here. So find some know. random. Abandoned houses. Yeah. Well, or even just go go to this house and be like, hey, like we got a whiskey podcast, you know? We, we'd love to highlight your bed and breakfast. You know, you and I could yeah. spend a night in one of the rooms. It'd be wonderful. Yeah, and, seriously. Uh, yeah. We'll no, just like tear it apart. <laughs> just start tearing the walls out. And then, yeah. Know. There's got to be more here. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. So, I thought that was just kind of fun. But uh, That's sweet. I like yeah. that. No, thanks for that article. Yeah. So, apparently, it's another time, and and I think you're gonna take take the oh yeah the next segment. So this is the first. So I'm gonna get to which whiskey would you choose? WWYC, and this is gonna be the first WWYC. Did I say only say two? WWWYC, and this is the first time Cole has no idea what the scenario is gonna be. So we're gonna put Cole on the spot here a little bit. Um, But first, let's talk about last week and. the rubber match. We were tied one to one on uh, whis- which whiskey would you choose Wednesday? Uh, unfortunately for me, Cole has pulled ahead. Um, I did. You did. You won this week, and it was pretty. I, I posted the results on Instagram today. I think you were like seventy three to like twenty seven percent. You'd want it. So every, more people went for the seasoned oak for any pour they could get than the Yamazaki. Um, I like this. I like that we get like backers you know yeah 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 well the sad thing is you know we don't get a ton of votes the only two votes i had were myself my wife and i can't remember someone else voted for uh the <laughs> 18 so um but anyway it's all right you got the win um a couple notable uh suggestions um I think uh, the Bourbon Badger, Caleb Olson, mm-hmm. uh, just mentioned just some of the old Dusties. I can't remember which ones he'd said, but he's like, I, I would go for just so. Oh, um, anything Stitzel Weller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know, I, had, I hadn't even thought of that. I was just thinking stuff that's more readily available. But yeah, I think if you got something, something you're never, ever going to get again, I think that would have to go to the forefront there. So, but that was, I thought it was a good suggestion. Didn't even think that way. So, all right, yeah. Cole, you ready for this week's scenario? I think so. All right. So here's a scenario. And it's going to be kind of I'm changing it up a little bit because, you know, we will have to be fluid here because I don't know how many scenarios we're going to get out of this. But here's a little little change up for you. Okay. First thing you got to choose, you're going to the concert of your choice. Okay. You're seeing nice. you're seeing a band from past, present, or even future. I'm looking at you, Ooh. Wild Stallions, Bill and Ted. Um, <laughs> so you're going to the concert of your choice. First of all, what concert are you going to? Any concert you can choose. Uh, and kind of in the same vein of the band you're going to, what whiskey are you drinking pre-show? I like that. So I guess first question That's is what what con- do you know what concert you're going to go to? First thing that came to my mind, um, and you know I'm a huge fan of this band, um, the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, I figured you'd and, say that. Um, yeah, but I normally like lately I've been into like a lot of other bands, but this week I've been hearing 1979 a lot on the radio, okay. and I'm just like sold. I and literally I came home today and listened to the whole Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness mm-hmm. album, um, which just brought me back. Um, 
And so if I'm going to see the pumpkins, I want something gritty. Okay. Um, I want something, you know, that's... Egocentric and flamboyant. Yeah. <laughs> Potato shaped. Yeah. And uh, yeah, something like that. Um, I would choose... Within like a reasonable range, I think I would choose Elijah Craig. Okay. Um, Barrel Proof. All right. Yeah. There you go. That's what I would go okay. with. Okay. So you're going to the pumpkins, you're drinking Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Yeah. It's got some grit to it. It's got some some uh, strength to it, uh, but it's not, I wouldn't call it smooth, um, but I would call it like, yeah, just gritty. So mm-hmm. I would want that. Not that the pumpkins are gritty, but... Sometimes I get that feel like of just like I was well, listening right before this episode to a song called Bodies by the Pumpkins and that's a gritty song for sure. Well they're not and they're not I mean, they're super talented. Like Jimmy Chamberlain by far yeah. is like one of oh, my, my favorite goodness. drummers ever. Yeah. But they also they don't I mean like unless you listen to the nuances of them, like it's you can't tell how great they are. They're just they do it so yeah. simply that I can see the grittiness yeah. of it. So yeah. No, that's a good pick. I like for that. Sure. I like that a lot. Thank you. So I, I'm very curious what you're going to say. Okay, <clears throat> you probably know what I'm going to say, uh, but when you were Maybe. talking, you were talking about what I've been listening, to, what you've been listening to lately, and then mm-hmm. you went back to the old favorite, and I think that's what I'm going to do. So lately, well, then you said that, so I'm like, there's a band I love out of uh, New Jersey named Turnstile that are like this uh, new wave of hardcore kind of stuff, and they're awesome, nice. and that would definitely like that's just like straight. Gosh, I'm probably like just a bottle of Jameson for that one, or uh, nice. you know, kind of a thing where it's like I'm not going to worry too much about the price. I'm just going to have just a quick drink and just be in a pit kind of a thing. Although I don't do mosh pits anymore because I'm getting old. But anyway, that's what you're, yeah. you had me go in that direction for a second. But definitely, what I'm going to go to band wise, my favorite band of all time. Unfortunately, uh, they don't they're no longer together. But Frightened Rabbit. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, so I, I'd be going to a Frightened Rabbit show. To, I was listening to him today with Amara, and uh, uh-huh. they, we'd usually see him in the spring because that's kind of when they would kind of get to the tour around our area. Yeah. Um, so mm. I'm going to see Frightened Rabbit, and Frightened Rabbit stable for me is uh, the lead singer, uh, Scott, Scott Hutchison's favorite whiskey mm. uh, that he would always have. I remember one, we were at one show, and like they have they have a lot of whiskeys backstage for us, but they don't have my favorite, which is Balvaney 12. You know, we talked about it last no week. No way! Yeah, so... Balvaney twelve going to Frighten Rabbit and that's uh that's what I would do. So Yeah. yeah. It's very sad. Yeah, for the listeners who don't know, Scott Hutchinson actually uh, uh, the proper term is died by suicide yeah. um a few years ago. And that was not too long after you met him. Um, it was probably I think two years after I completely fanboyed okay. out and and yeah. scared Amara by trying to get her to get a picture with him, and he was like, he's like, no, no, it's okay, she doesn't have to. I'm like, nah, this is crazy, but yeah, so that's great, great band, no, awesome yeah, rest guys. in peace, yeah. So it, actually, if you pour could, out a little for the homie, I, I will say this. So one of the things they have always, you know, he always would say is we're a drinking band, and I will say if you mm-hmm. if you you know if you want to pour pour yourself a nice little scotch. Pour yourself some whiskey this weekend. Put on some Frightened Rabbit. Perfect relaxation right there. Good stuff right there. Yeah. But anyway, so that's what I'm what, doing. What album would you recommend to listeners? Oh, gosh. They're all amazing. Um, and they're all a little bit different. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just anything. Just put on anything. If you're not feeling more yeah. upbeat, Winter Mixed Reeks is probably way to go. Um, other than that, gosh, I don't even know. I would say a good introductory is probably Winter Mixed Reeks. So you'd, you'd probably like it a lot. 
Give it a shot. Um, did I tell you that um, not too long after Scott had passed, um, I saw the National Live, and they before they walked on stage, they were playing um, I Wish I Was Sober. Yeah, I remember seeing In honor of him. Yeah. Yeah, that cool. was hard to watch, Yeah, or hard to hear. Yeah. Well, funny you mentioned but, the National, because, oh, man, the I, I guess... In, to go back the scenario, if I went back in time to do, it would be uh, what would you what you guys buy us when we came to Colorado to go see the National Red Rocks? It was uh, oh we got um, two ninety one uh, two ninety one barrel proof bourbon yeah so that was a fun time that was a yeah, good one too seriously. good matchup right that's there. a great Red Rocks yeah two ninety one the National that was fun is that where you got the question from that's what, that kind of spurred it on I was looking at pictures the other that's day cool. and I saw that and I was like yeah it's a kind of yeah so it's a two parter oh, I don't know how it's going to play out on Instagram. I think yeah, we'll see. A large the, listeners, please chime in. Tell us, you know, tell us what your band is. Tell us what you're drinking. This is please. this is like yeah. a hard one to vote it's on, on because it's like you may love the pumpkins, but you may prefer a scotch, you know, kind of a thing. Or, yeah. Um. So. Yeah. But yeah, chime in. What's your favorite band, and what would you say? You know, and what are you so. what are you drinking pre-show during the show? Yeah, kind of exactly. So, awesome. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I feel like that's a good wrap up to a great episode. Yeah, um, yeah. I uh, thank you, listeners, for joining us this week. Thank you, Robbie, for always uh, having a good time with me and making me laugh and laughing with me. And uh, yeah, I hope you had a good time. And uh, a great time. I'll just kind of yeah, good. It's time. a good time. It's good. No, no, and it's great. <laughs> it's a good. All right. <laughs> yeah. Before I close out this episode, have you ever seen the um, the SNL sketch? It has Jason Alexander in it. And uh, Adam Sandler, Rob Schneider, and Chris Farley. And it actually has, um, what's his name? Um, Austin Powers guy, Mike Myers. And uh, they're at a Greek restaurant and they go, Oh, you like it a juice? You know, like it a juice. You know, like it a juice. Ooh, you like it a juice. What's What's the matter with you in there, too? I don't know. That's kind of where I went. There probably is, seeing those guys working together. Rob Schneider. But anyway. Rob Schneider. Oh, it's such a good. Just such a good scene. But anyway, I hope uh, our listeners can go look that one up later and appreciate it with us. But most of all, I hope that our love of spirits lifted yours. Mm-hmm.